0: Hello, and welcome to the pilot episode of the Trips Right podcast. My name is Eric Smith. I'm your host and the, the team reporter for the Minnesota Vikings, and ha- I'm happy to be joined here by Craig Peters and Lindsay Young at TCO Performance Center.
1: Welcome, friends.
2: Hey, I'm excited to get this off the ground.
1: I'll echo that statement. Long time coming, but excited to be here. Yeah, I think we're all excited about this. We've
0: been talking about doing this for, what, more, more than six months, and we're finally taking a stab at it. Uh, I feel like we should um, explain our title first before we kind of get into things. So it's called Trips Right, which we are kind of taking a different spin on it than the football term. Uh, Craig, do you want to explain that?
1: Yeah, so the Trips triple, Right formation, you know, three receivers out there on the, on the side. Some fans might remember that's uh, similar formation used on the Minneapolis Miracle Play. Um, but we're, we're playing on words a little bit uh, instead of R-I-G-H-T. We went with W-R-I-T-E, and uh, props to the True North Studios for coming up with a logo. We're, we're excited about that, and uh, I think uh, it was a nice play on words since we all love to write. We do. We
0: do. <laughs> so this is obviously our first ever episode, or hopefully the first of many, and I thought we'd kind of start off by just introducing ourselves Uh, explaining what we do here for the Vikings organization. And Lindsey, you're gonna bat lead off and you're up.
2: All right, perfect. Um, Well, I think it's probably important to say, and these guys will echo me, that we all work really well together and we all cover a lot of different stuff, so we're we're all working together on game day and on daily content um, and on those recurring on-field type of things, but in addition to that, I also cover a lot of that off-field, uh, maybe behind the scenes, if you will, so... I am active in a lot of the Community Tuesday events, and some of the players uh, maybe foundations or initiatives off the field, and, and Craig and Eric both do some of that as well, but that's something that I've kind of taken the lead on here. Um, and then also assistant editor role, so I help out with editing um, content for vikings.com as well as, some, as well as some of our hard copy publications.
1: And title now is senior editor here. I'm fortunate to get to write uh, and edit all of the almost all of the content that goes on to Vikings.com and uh, in our publications. It's been a blast.
0: And as I said earlier, I'm the team reporter, which means I kind of cover the daily ins and outs of the team, uh, both in season and off season. Uh, you know, news, features, kind of everything in between. I like dabbling in long forms, you know, here and there when we when we find the time for that. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I think we all, like Lindsey said, we all enjoy working, working together, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I think we all love our jobs, and uh, we've, we've been working together for about three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've kind of been through some, some ups and downs w- w- with the team over that time.
2: Definitely.
0: And uh, I thought we could just kind of go through and share our favorite off-field memories of our, of our time here. Obviously, mm-hmm. on-field, it's an easy one with the, with the Minneapolis Miracle. Uh, so, Craig, what, what's your favorite off-field memory so far w- within your time with the Vikings?
1: It's so hard to limit it to one, but all, since this is a pilot episode, I'll go with a little funny story. Uh, first time, this is before you guys started, but first time covering Taste of the Vikings uh, in the in the lobby entryway, there were two art installations uh, that Carl Eller had worked on, and uh, he's there that night, and uh, it's the first time I. Ever got to meet the Hall of Famer and uh, he was like uh, so jovial and friendly, and uh, he was like right away, uh, Hey, let's get a selfie together. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so when Carl Eller says, Let's get a selfie together, you smile and say, Let's do it. You know, and so that I still have that picture. It's, it's one that I think about a lot. Um, it's just amazing the, the quality of people that are in this organization now and have been in the past that are still in this area. And it's such a joy to, to get to connect with them and relay their stories.
2: I have never heard that story or seen the photo and I feel like the photo needs to be uh, resurrected for, for us. <laughs>
1: I thought you had seen the photo, but we'll, we'll make it a point to add that somehow.
2: Sounds good. Well, I'll jump off of what Craig said because uh, my favorite off-field memory also involves a former Vikings great, uh, Hall of Fame Alan Page. He and his wife graciously invited me over into their home, I guess I should say, uh, a little over a year ago. And they, we sat down in their living room and they shared their story with me, kind of their journey through life from meeting each other to their efforts in uh, social justice um, campaigns that, that they did right up until uh, Diane unfortunately passed away here this past fall. Um, they both really made an impact on me especially Diane. And so it's really special to kind of have that memory and, and that connection with the two of them.
1: And that's a lovely memory. And you did such a, a great job of relaying the, the love story that they shared and, and their influence really on, on the whole Twin Cities community. It's been amazing.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stick with the, the Hall of Fame theme here. Uh, and I think my favorite off-field memory was going to Canton, Ohio this past August to cover Randy Moss getting inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, I kind of thought it was a very rare trip, you know, it's not every year that, that you get to go to Canton. Uh, so I really tried to, you know, soak it all in and take it in while, while we were there for a few days. Uh, and then with just with the amount of, you know, Randy Moss content that I've worked on in the last year or two, and being a Randy Moss fan as a kid, I just kind of felt honored to be there, and uh, it was very exciting. So. And uh, so we are recording this on Thursday afternoon here at uh, TCO Studios, and it was a busy day for us, probably the busiest day of the off-season so far. We had our uh, introductory press conferences this morning for Marwan Maloof and Gary Kubiak, and then some scrums with the other new coaches on board. Um, so I thought we'd kind of do some takeaways from that as we uh, kind of roll on here, and um, so I guess Craig, with the kind of the first real newsy day of the off season here in Egan,
1: what was kind of one of your takeaways from from today? I think the blend of ideas is going to be something to really watch and look forward uh, to seeing put in place as as the off season program takes shape. Um, Coach Stefanski talked about how he studied Coach Gary Kubiak's system from from afar, essentially, in, in watching tape and just as he was coming up and rising through the ranks. And now he'll have Coach Kubiak as a resource as he goes. He called it a no-brainer, and it would have been foolish for a first-time coordinator to not want to bring that level of experience. Uh, seven Super Bowl appearances in total, uh, four titles. Um, anytime you can add that to your, your coach's room is, is kind of amazing. Uh, Coach Gary Kubiak brought uh, with him a couple of longtime assistants in, in Rick Dennison, and Brian Periani, who, who have joined the staff, and I think that those guys are gonna work together really well, um, and uh, join the core of assistants who have been retained, so there's a lot of nice continuity, mm-hmm. and then uh, those guys can formulate ideas, and it was interesting to, to hear them talk about how quickly a change can be implemented, if it needs to be implemented, because, a lot of people are speaking the same language, mm-hmm. so you gotta love that. Uh, you gotta love the opportunity for Coach Petzing getting to work with the wide receivers again, and uh, Clint Kubiak returning to Minnesota. I remember, uh, you know, just just barely getting to know him. Twenty fourteen was my first season here, and that was his second here, and uh, was was impressed with him at the time. Now he's going to be in the quarterbacks room. Nice uh, resource for for Kirk and company. Yeah, I think it'll be a.
0: A fun challenge for us as we go forward to kind of get the, get, get to know these new coaches. Uh, but Lindy, what what did you kind of take away from today?
2: Yeah, I think I definitely resonated with the things that Craig said. I guess one of the things that I'll go with is with with Coach Malouf, our our new special teams coordinator. It was fun to hear him speak for the first time. Definitely a, a well spoken coach and and a confident coach. And just hearing kind of his journey, his philosophies, and things that he's excited for he talked about really wanting the, the Vikings special teams to be an aggressive unit and also to be uh, sort of situationally minded for what's going on in the football field. And it, also in an interview with, with Mike Wobshall, he talked about the importance of kind of defining a role for each guy that's that's part of special teams, and I thought that that was a cool approach to that. So I'm interested to see kind of the the, the path that he takes here.
0: I think for me, you know, this morning, I was excited to hear from Gary Kubiak, and and I I will say that I came away impressed. You know, he seemed like a very a nice guy and and uh, a very well well, well respected guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and Craig said his pedigree is pretty incredible with four Super Bowls. Uh, I think it was, you know, made pretty clear today that this is still Coach Defansky's offense. You know, he he's the man in charge, but that Coach Kubiak will be a great sounding board for him. Uh, and I think Coach Kubiak is here to help out, kind of in any way he can. But I also thought that Coach Kubiak sounded a little bit re- rejuvenated this, mm-hmm. this morning, or yeah. I guess I this, this afternoon. Yeah, you know, he he was he's kind of been uh, on the personnel side the last two years in Denver, and he kind of said he he would. I think my favorite phrase that he used earlier today was that he was ready to get back in the foxhole of coaching and kind of be be on that grind again. Not not the head coach, but he's still he's still going to be in the mix and in, in there and and he's excited to hopefully come away with those wins on Sunday. Definitely. Nothing like a
1: game day, you know. So I think that that that, um, will be very much enjoyable for him. I think everyone's kind of – he has a clear passion for coaching and teaching uh, that I think will really shine through. And it's interesting, you pointed out in your story, um, Coach Stefanski plans to call the plays. He'll be on the sideline, can get the emotion, the feel of the game. But he has just, like, such an incredible eye in the sky in Gary Kubiak now with, like, the helicopter view, you know, like the game. How many times can we possibly count after a game when a player says, well, I'll have to go look at the film? Because the aerial view and the sideline view are completely different. It's almost two different sports sometimes. And I feel like having that in real time will be such a resource as, as the Vikings offense attacks opponents.
2: I totally agree, yeah, they're not having to choose between having between having them on the sideline or up in the booth. They can kind of have both perspectives, which I think will be huge.
0: Agreed, yeah, and I think um, Kevin will benefit a lot from having Coach Kubiak there, J- just like kind of what Craig mentioned, the respect that both men seem to have for each other.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, so going forward, we're going to try to have as many uh, special guests as we can here and there throughout the, the Trips Right podcast. We're not going to do one today as we open up, uh, just because we kind of went heavy on the coaching stuff, um, but just know that kind of going forward, that's, that, that's the goal. Uh, we are going to have a, a weekly segment here of, of fan questions, and we're going to uh, dive into that now. Um, you know, we, we, I think we found that Viking fans are pretty passionate about the team, uh, so we, we definitely want to get you guys involved with that. Uh, so the first question here comes on twitter from the albatross he wants to know the most improved player in 2018 and then which player is going to break out in 2019
1: Lindsay, ladies first
2: uh you know for most improved i think i'd have to go with uh stephen weatherly at defensive end he also just had more of an opportunity and more reps and so I think that that definitely paid off for him Um, but I thought that he had a had a strong season and um, when he was able to step in and and start some of the games and then kind of maintain a strong role in that defensive line rotation I thought that that was impressive for who is going to break out in 2019 Um, great question I'm really excited to see Holton Hill and kind of like the step that he takes in 2019 so personally that's who I'm most looking forward to kind of seeing if he does break out if he does take that next step
0: yeah I'm going to stay on the the defensive side of the ball for most improved I'm going to go with Anthony Harris you know he'd always kind of been a key special teams guy and and he made some some big plays on defense in 2017 as well Mm -hmm. but he obviously got his chance to start for most of the year with uh, Andrew Sandejo going down and I thought he played really well you know mm-hmm. he tied for the team lead with three interceptions and uh, I know that he's, he's a pending free agent but I think we all wouldn't be upset if he came back mm-hmm. and uh, most of or are uh, who I'm looking forward to break out next year I'm gonna go with Dalvin Cook I know that's probably a cheap answer because he's he's such a highly regarded player but I don't think we've really seen fully what he can do. We, we've seen glimpses, glimpses here and there. But I think if Dalvin can stay healthy for a full season, then he
1: can be used in a, in a variety of good ways and really kind of take the league by storm.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good one, good pick. Yeah,
1: yeah, that larger sample size this past season of Dalvin left us all wanting a little bit more. And I think it's going to be fun to watch how he's uh, implemented this season too. Um, so I will go with Mackenzie Alexander as the most improved mm-hmm. in uh, 2018, and I feel like his improvement uh, continued as the season went on for the most part, and I feel like he took a, a big step forward. Uh, part of it was just his approach to the game and his receptiveness for coaching because I feel like his talent was always such uh, that it got it through high school and college with uh, relative ease, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, his winner in college and uh, – and now he comes and transitions and plays nickel. It, he kind of didn't think it had the the prestige or the allure. He was very candid about that. Once he embraced the role, he started to thrive more. Uh, there's, there's definitely a skill set there that I feel like he can continue to improve. Uh, and as for a breakout in 2019, we saw a couple glimpses of this late in the season. Does anyone know? Anyone know? Tyler Conklin. I, I feel oh, yeah. like... His uh, his role going forward is pretty exciting uh, with with the offense, the way it might take shape this year, and what he, what he might be able to add. I think those are all great choices, and uh, I
0: think we're excited. And you never know with with the with the draft coming up here in like, two months or so. You know, maybe there's a player from there that we that we get excited about too. Yeah, uh, I hope so. <laughs>
2: the <laughs> roster's still going to change, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how that takes shape.
0: So, uh, fan question number two here comes from Greg Gross. He wants to know, will Marcus Sherrills get another contract? And then professionally, he's curious how each of us ended up in sports and with the Vikings. So, I'll start. I'll say that you can never bet against Marcus Sherrills. That guy <laughs> proves time and time again that he just won't go away. I mean, he's clearly the most prolific punt returner in Vikings history.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not ever going to bet against Marcus.
2: I think that's a good call. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens with a new special teams coordinator in, in Coach Malouf and seeing how he sort of builds his unit. But I mean, I'll just echo what you said. You can't ever really count him out. So so we'll see what happens there.
1: It seems like an annual tradition uh, of, of reporting to training camp with speculation on if he's going to be on the 53 roster at the end of training camp. But every time his merits have, have stood out and when he's When he has gotten injured the past couple of seasons or along the way, his absence has been felt Mm -hmm. too. So um, just remarkable talent, even better character, I think we could all agree. uh, Mm -hmm. Doesn't say a lot, which is totally okay. He just comes in, does his job, uh, is a good teammate and uh, a good person Mm -hmm. through and through.
2: Good Minnesota guy. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, Lindsay, kind of the second part of great
0: question here, how did you end up with the Vikings?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll just try to be as succinct as possible because I feel like the full story is kind of long, but I did, um, born and raised here in Minnesota, I did grow up a Vikings fan, grew up going to training camp down in Mankato, um, sort of in college is when I, you know, obviously started going towards wanting to work in sports and in journalism, and I did an internship with the Timberwolves uh, while I was at the University of Northwestern in St. Paul, kind of solidified that that's what I wanted to do. Um, The... The very short story is that I worked um, at Northwestern for about five years full time. And during that time, I was doing some freelance work for various platforms. I was uh, blogging, basically trying to get as much experience as I could. And I was able to do a little bit of contract work uh, in the spring of 2014 and then again in the in the summer of 2015 with the Vikings and so that was a really cool opportunity. appreciated the chance that I got to do some work there Uh, and then when they decided to sort of expand the team I was able to go through that application and interview process and ended up here. So again pretty truncated but that's my story.
1: Craig? Yeah, so Tennessee native, went to Mississippi State for undergrad, uh, worked at newspapers in Georgia in the mid-2000s, uh, then South Carolina, had a uh, part-time role uh, there, and then uh, covered crime and courts for a couple years, <laughs> decided I didn't want to do that forever. Two years is uh, kind of a long time to do that. It's
2: exhausting. Went
1: back to grad school, uh, Belmont in Nashville, got connected with the Tennessee Titans, worked there for four seasons in then the opportunity of growth here with the Vikings occurred in 2014 and a uh, tremendous leap of faith that has been rewarded more so than I ever could have imagined. So grateful to be here, uh, love it here, and so grateful to work with you guys too.
2: And I think we all agree that this is just a great organization to work for and it's worked out really well with the three of us too as a team.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, So I grew up in Southern California and went to Arizona State for undergrad. Uh, Lived at home for a few months trying to figure out what I wanted to do and eventually landed a job at a small newspaper in Southern California where I covered minor league baseball, junior college athletics, and high school sports. Needed a break from that after three and a half years, so I moved back home and tried to figure out my life and eventually landed in Omaha, Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Omaha, <laughs> Omaha. Peyton Manning, thank you. And uh, how wh- many
1: times did you hear that <laughs> and get tired of that? They actually embrace it. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: like okay. a, it's like a slogan that they that they love there. Okay. But I was only in Omaha for six months, and um, the job here kind of opened up. I got word of it through a, a mutual friend from from college, and wasn't about to pass up that opportunity. So I took it and ran with it and. Like I said earlier, I've been here for three years and I love it every day.
2: Yeah, Eric and I were hired like two weeks apart, so it's been kind of fun to have started close together and learn together, and just sort of been on like the same the same journey. Yeah.
0: and then uh, that's kind of how we how we got here, and we'll, we'll kind of close it out every week um, with kind of one one thing on our mind. I kind of stole this idea from Scott Van Pelt from ESPN, but it's a great idea, and hopefully he doesn't mind us kind of ripping it off. Uh, so we're we're gonna kind of share something, you know, funny or joyful or just kind of something on your mind, um, you know, over the past week or I guess going forward that that, you, that you'd like to share. It can be you know personal, professional, or anything. Um, would either of you like to start?
2: Sure, I can go for it. Um, I think I've just been thinking lately about. Uh, being grateful for celebrations in some of my friends' lives and something that I sort of like to dabble in just on the side and with friends of mine is in photography. And so recently I've gotten to kind of help some friends celebrate moments, um, whether it's expecting a child or um, this coming weekend getting to spend some time with a good friend who who just had a baby and, and get to kind of capture some photos for her. So just something that I like doing when I'm not at work and it's been fun getting to celebrate with those friends
1: and dabbling in photography is a little bit of an undersell uh folks Lindsay's being a little modest with that so um, great portfolio appreciate it yep um i just would love to give a shout out to my neighbors uh who held the second annual uh highland pond ice games down in savage minnesota this past (laughs) weekend it was amazing you know being a uh, transplanted southerner uh, you really have to embrace the winter here and on the pond out pack they uh, they uh, created a mini golf 12 hole mini golf course use your That's hockey impressive. sticks and tennis balls uh, put them along the way uh, there was also kind of a, a impromptu hockey session with uh, a lot of the you know college age high school age uh, young folks in the neighborhood i did not get on skates because yeah it wouldn't be bad it wouldn't be good <laughs> so but yeah enjoyed uh the time and and just really the quality of people in our neighborhood and who have welcomed us to minnesota and made this our home has been incredible so shout out to those those friends
2: if neighbor envy is a thing i have that <laughs> of craig and carolyn peters <laughs>
0: yeah they, they've hosted us over at at their house for a couple parties and events and yeah and we, we've met a few of them and they're and they're always great people oh yeah Nice. Yep. One
2: of them helped me find their cat when I cat sat, but that is a story for another day. <laughs>
0: another day. Eric. The mine uh, also is Craig. I'm a non native Minnesotan. And I would just like to express the benefit of an indoor parking spot, <laughs> which I currently do not have, which is why I understand the benefit of it. I've I've had one for the last for the first couple year couple winters that I've lived here. And then my fiance moved here, so I gave my spot to her, and I am really regretting it, and I have learned my lesson dearly. Chivalry okay. is not dead. Right. It's not dead. It's just cold. But, <laughs> uh, so yes, going forward, I will make sure to get a get a spot.
1: And it's telling because I asked you how she was handling everything uh, about last week, and you were like, well, she's great. She has the indoor spot. <laughs> I am not great. We, I think it was a week or two ago. It snowed a few inches.
0: She was driving to work. She passed my car when I'm th- standing there, freezing, <laughs> scraping, clearing snow, it off, st- yeah. clearing yeah. snow and ice off my car, and she's in her nice, toasty car, just driving to work.
2: But you're so, a good fiance, so I try. It's to be. worth it. I try to be. Hold on, I'm chiming in as the voice of, this is God chiming <laughs> in. <laughs> Your fiance got you an Xbox for Valentine's Day, so she. This, the trade-off is kind of mm. worth it. Am I right or am I right?
0: You're right. You're right, but you're right. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and we, that we will
1: end there. That, that, that will wrap it up. Murder-free. That was a nice add-in and reminder by producer Felicia Johnson. I think we're
0: going to wrap it up with that <laughs> <laughs> before I get embarrassed anymore.
2: It sounds good.
0: Well, thank you all for, for listening uh, to the first ever edition of the Trip Right podcast. Like I said, I'm Eric Smith, and I would... Happy to be joined by Craig Peters and Lindsey Young.
1: And, uh, guys, I'm looking forward to doing this uh, going forward. Yeah, it's exciting times. It's, it'll, it'll be an adventure and uh, something we're really looking forward to uh, developing along the way.
2: Agree, and we also look forward to um, interacting with you guys, so keep sending your questions and comments our way.
0: All right. Thanks, everybody. go.
2: on the money that people give me for photos. What's that? I use the word dabbling because I don't pay oh. taxes.